This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You know, for a game that featured a backup quarterback, that was unbelievable. What a fantastic contest. And welcome to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL and YouTube. And follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the program today, Michael Felder tells us which bowl games we should watch carefully as we start to think about the NFL draft and next football season. But first, Monday night football as the Seahawks, not only the cover the plus three and a half, it was even plus five and a half leading up to kickoff once the news was starting to circulate that it was going to be Drew Locke starting instead of Geno Smith. But guess what? At plus 175, the Seahawks win outright. They go under the total of 45. And of course, Drew Locke leading that game-winning drive in the final minute, sealing it with a 29-yard touchdown pass to Jackson Smith-Najigba. And what's fascinating to me is something that Next Gen Stats put out. According to their playoff probability model, the Seahawks' postseason chances increased from 21% at the start of that game-winning drive to 43% after the touchdown, and now it stands at 49%. So when we look at the Seahawks and the health of the Philadelphia Eagles, Joe, what are we to make of everything? Well, first off, from the betting perspective and uh, the drastic line movement that we saw last night, like, I didn't bet anything. I guess stayed away. Like, I don't know the quarterback situation. Yeah, we knew Hertz was a go, but we didn't know how healthy he was going to be. I think that was fine. We're, de- we're dealing with that every single Sunday. But as far as what was going on with Seattle and some of the misreporting that was going on out there, that it was going to be Geno, wouldn't be Geno, people trying to be first, and you know everybody's got, got the notifications on. It was just like, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I-, I definitely didn't want any part of the over in a Drew Locke game. And that's where that's where I was leaning. If it would have been Gino, and then I just like, okay, we don't we don't need to do this. Uh, so there's that. We're still dealing with that. I don't think we'll ever be on the winning side. And when I and when I say the winning side, I mean we we'll, we do it a lot with the NBA. We sit here and we'll complain about not knowing about lineups, who's actually playing in the games that we're betting on, that they're partners with, that they're asking us to spend money on. Um, it's just they don't care about us. We're we're just never going to get the what we want. I mean, it's game time. We we barely know who's even going under center for Seattle. Like it's the most impactful position in all the sports for my money, and I don't even know who's playing on the Seahawks side. It's like what what are we supposed to do? Yeah, so I I didn't bet on it as far as that goes. Um, it's a lot going. Oh, biggest takeaway from the game, maybe prisoner of the moment. I don't think Seattle's going back to the Super Bowl. I mean, Philly's going back to the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. I don't think Philly's going back to the Super Bowl. That's it. I mean, th- this th- this defense, this secondary, even Drew Locke is uh, throwing dimes to win games at the end of the second and, and end of the game. <laughs> um, 
it's just like, God, this and the secondary is God awful. James Bradbury, he can't be much more worse than what he's been this season. I, I don't, they may win the division. We'll talk about it. The odds say they're going to win the division, Aaron. But I don't think they're going anywhere. Yeah, you know, I have the whole no team has won the NFC East in back-to-back season since 2003 written down, ready for that conversation. The Eagles have a mm-hmm. very, very easy schedule coming up, but that doesn't mean they're going back to the Super Bowl, right? Like, are they yeah. going to be battle-tested? Are they going to be an early exit in the playoffs? Because this version of them, I would say yes. But maybe this is an opportunity for them to get healthier, for them to get right. But it's hard to have a lot of confidence in this Philadelphia team right now. Um, they were my Super Bowl pick before the season started, and I'm <laughs> not even feeling great about it. As for the other side, I mean, Pete Carroll's got to feel great, right? Like, he was certainly on the hot seat with that four-game slide, and now he's happy. Drew Locke acting like he won the Super Bowl. And to your point, Joe, this is feeling like the NBA now. Like, they had to have known Drew Locke was playing, right? They knew. They knew all day. Yeah. Come on. He seemed prepared. He had to. Right. But, but of course, first off, isn't it amazing that Pete Carroll's been with the Seahawks for 14 years now? Like, I heard that, and I'm like, where is the time gone? Like, I am feeling geriatric just hearing that stat, you know, just remembering him from his days at USC and prior to that. So it was, you know, that just to me was fascinating. And then also, too, yeah, absolutely. Like, as someone who has been around the block more than a couple of times, I think Pete Carroll knows how to pull the right strings as far as not disclosing information and having everybody guess and not just, you know, Mm -hmm. disclosing health and concerns and all of that stuff. Like truly an experienced coach would be able to do things like that and then roll out Drew Locke. And, you know, even though he didn't look great for uh, much of the contest, uh, he was able to deliver when it mattered most. And that was a truly special game-winning drive that he was able to put together. And also it was something where After the game, uh, that very special interview uh, that he had with Lisa Salters uh, of ESPN was something Mm -hmm. where suddenly Drew Locke became someone we were bashing, something we were someone we were making fun of into a fan favorite. In fact, let's listen uh, to some of Drew Locke's postgame comments. I think it was just the over the the over the top feeling of you don't get very many moments. You don't get very many opportunities in this league. Um, and with every opportunity you get, you need to be as ready as you can be because you don't get a ton of them. And for us to come out tonight and play the way we did and get a win and one of you know two opportunities I had this year to start, gosh, that you know I was just I was excited. You know I was emotional. I was emotional for myself, but I was emotional for these guys in this locker room. You know it's been a rough couple weeks. And we needed a win. We needed a win to pull us back, get our spirits back up. And uh, that's what we did here tonight as a team. We did it as a team. Absolutely. Fans uh, certainly like Drew Locke, uh, at least on social media, a good bit more than they did uh, prior to the start of that contest. Uh, Also, 
was it true that Drew Locke told the media that he thought he was going to start this game at the beginning of the day when he showed up to Lumen Field? So certainly that also uh, supports this notion that uh, they're trying to do a little hoodwinking over there as far as letting us know who the starting quarterback was going to be. Uh, but still, mm-hmm. though, it, it helped to have uh, Kenneth Walker going off. Uh, Aaron, your bet in terms of his longest rush, uh, that certainly hit. But in terms of what Drew Locke was able to do against this Eagles defense, yes, absolutely. This is already a concern coming in. And uh, switching play callers to Matt Patricia really didn't change very much. Now, did it? No, it did not. uh, As far as uh, Drew Locke after the game, and maybe it's top of mind because of the controversy with Carissa Thompson's comments, but there have been Mm -hmm. a lot of moments this year where you've noticed the value of the sideline reporter or the immediate post-game reaction. Do you get that same reaction that you got on the ESPN interview if it's if he has time to cool off? And like you, you hear the difference right there between mm-hmm. watching him moments after on the field and then when he had time to cool off and then by the time he gets over to the podium, it's not the same. And mm-hmm. uh, we talked about it on Friday with the Brandon Staley interview which was his final in-game interview before he ended up being fired. Um, how that was somewhat valuable. I, I just found that a little bit little bit interesting. Also, yeah, there was a part where he was like, do I still got it? I was wondering if I still got it. He's like, I still <laughs> yeah. got it. And I was like, yeah, he's feeling himself right now. Good for him, you know. But right. I, I was with you on that, like, emotional post-game interview. He was so happy just like – he, you could tell, like, he was really emotional about it in a good way. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And Yeah, I, I was just going to say, on the Patricia front, yeah, I mean, he's an easy target. People don't really mm-hmm. like him, whether it's the Patriots ties and everything that happened last year or before. Um, but, look, I don't know what, pe- what people were, were expecting there. I go back to my priors with the Eagles. And yes, I picked the Cowboys to win the division. I don't even know that they will. But when I talk about priors with the Eagles, I'm talking about how they would respond, how they would be able to get back to this level with new coordinators. And that seems to be the biggest problem right now. Like they're admitting to the world yesterday, it was a huge problem defensively with Sean Desai. And then they make the the flip to Patricia, which reeks of desperation. And also on the offensive side, it is a problem. This is not the same offense that we saw last year. This has been probably the biggest issue during this three-game losing streak. They are not as creative as they used to be. There's the tush push. And you know why people bring up the tush push? One one reason, because it works all the time. The other thing is, that's all they got right now offensively. And then Jalen Hurts, two more interceptions last night, late in that game. Like that, I mean, offensively is the biggest reason I don't believe long-term in this team. Their run game is nowhere near what it was a season ago or even early, early on in the year. Well, and something we were watching a good bit was A.J. Brown kind of going off and being the passing mm-hmm. attack. He was it. They didn't have other guys they were going to in terms of diversifying the portfolio and trying to make Brown a decoy and all that stuff. No, none of that stuff was happening. Instead, it was him and that was it. And it's funny that we're bringing up, uh, you know, the Eagles woes and why they're probably not making the Super Bowl, which I completely agree with, not just because the 49ers have been dominant, but also some of the own troubles, uh, some of the key troubles that the 49ers are having. But I'd like to go on a slight rant here, if I may. I had to endure several hours, several hours 
of inferior broadcast media bashing the Cowboys for that loss of the Bills. Just bashing them left and right and center, all of that stuff. Can't win on the road. Can't beat good quarterbacks. Can't be trusted. They might as well just disband the franchise. Can't tell you how often I heard this over the course of my Monday. Well, I would argue that this Eagles loss was way worse way worse than what the Cowboys endured on Sunday. You were defeated by Drew Locke. I get that we can be prisoners of the moment and that game-winning drive was really, really cool and that's fine, but here's a quarterback who did not win the starting gig in two separate places to Geno Smith and Teddy Bridgewater, who is announcing his retirement at season's end. Prior to this season, you know, 25 touchdowns, 20 interceptions, a passer rating of 79, minus 3.2% CPOE, a negative total EPA. What I'm hoping for on this very Tuesday is all those vociferous spews directed at the Cowboys. I hope the intensity is ratcheted up significantly for the Philadelphia Eagles after losing in this key spot. Oh, but it was earned. Uh, it, 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 all of that was earned yesterday. And, and you mm -hmm. think it is invalid? I think all that I, stuff I think is it valid. should be worse for the Eagles. Like, regard, right, if it you want to set be. the baseline for intensity for the Cowboys, okay. But it should be yeah. even worse for the Eagles because this loss was way worse. Oh, this team's a fraud. Straight up. I mean, I, that's how I view it. Like, I, like look at that the, NFC. The other, it's like, yeah, go ahead, Aaron. I just want to say the other point I wanted to make on the heels of what you were saying on the lack of creativity that the Eagles have offensively. I was looking this morning. Shane Steichen is the favorite coach of yeah. the year. It made me think about <laughs> your, your point there. It's like they lost so many good pieces, and I think it's really hurting them right now. Oh, yeah. They would love to have Shane Steichen right now. They, it mm -hmm. would be a different look. Different look. Um, yeah, Sirianni, don't forget, he gave up the play calling duties. So you, you're going to go back to him? Like, what are you going to do here? Mm -hmm. Exactly. I don't know. What can you do? I, I, don't, they're, I mean, they're in trouble. Safe to say the 49ers are getting the top seed in the NFC. I, I think that we can no. conclude after uh, last. I mean, mm -hmm. even if the 49ers do drop a game, which is certainly within the realm of possibilities, I mean, I know the schedule is really weak, but it can happen. I mean, you know, week to week league, I get it. But at least, like, we could probably validate what happened with them. We can't validate this three-game losing streak for the Eagles. And to an extent, we can't validate some things involving the Dallas Cowboys. To me, I think that rush defense is probably the biggest concern going forward. Uh, you know, especially if, say, you're playing from behind. Like, can the Cowboys make a comeback? At this point, I have my questions. 49ers, I mean, where are the weaknesses at this point? Look at the matchups. Look at the potential matchups, let's say, past the wild card. Divisional round, if they were to get to the, the conference championship. That passing defense against San Francisco, even Detroit, like, yeah, have fun. <laughs> that, that, that's the biggest reason why. Like, they have a lot of, lot of holes right now, and it starts with the quarterback and, and the coaches, of course, and a lot of levels to this team just not matching what they were a year ago. And it's tough to do that. We all know it. That's why you don't see repeat champions in this sport. But the matchups right now with those passing offenses, including Dallas, San Francisco, Detroit, they don't stand much of a chance in my mind against those teams. No. I mean, I think both the Cowboys and the Eagles look suspect this week. I mean, but the mm -hmm. Eagles at least have a pretty easy schedule 
it'll just be interesting if they can get it together over the next few weeks come playoff time. Mm-hmm. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. There is still plenty to determine in the East and South divisions in both conferences. We'll look at our favorite value plays right here on the BetQL Network.